Hello everyone, uh, my name is Graham and welcome to the first episode of Mobius Binary's technical podcast series. Uh, in this series, we want to get down and dirty and into the technical details of penetration testing uh, and really you know, discuss some of the challenges and some of the techniques that we use. Today I have Rob, our lead security analyst with me, uh, and he's going to talk to us about mobile penetration testing. Hey Rob, how are you doing? I'm all right, thanks Graham. How are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. Very, very interested uh, to hear what you have to say. Um, tell me a bit about the topic and and uh, and what you're going to talk about. So I'm going to talk about a mobile test that the team recently did. So this was a test on an Android mobile application for one of our clients, and the application itself was a, a shopping app, um, one that you would download from the Play Store and put in your personal details and your credit card details and actually purchase things using this app. So the client came to us, they wanted to just, you know, really be sure that the that the app was safe. You know, we took our toolbox and had a closer look at the app itself and and how it works. Okay. So, so you mentioned it's, it's an Android app, but uh, just for for our listeners, what we talk about today, would it, would it apply for, for iOS and Android or just Android? It would apply to both. It would. Okay. So in this instance, we just tested the Android version, but but we would we would expect the same thing from iOS. Absolutely. Fantastic. Okay. Well, then, you know, I don't know much about mobile penetration testing. So, so tell me, you know, what's your normal approach to it? So mobile apps are interesting in that they sort of have a two-pronged approach, whereas, you know, a lot of mobile apps will talk to a backend, simulating a similar environment to a user's browser and a server. You know, the mobile app itself will also talk to a backend. And, and with that in mind, it gives you a similar set of tests to perform as one would when testing a web application. So you know, with the application accessing these backends, you can apply similar sorts of techniques by looking at the backend and by looking how the mobile app interacts with this endpoint. But at the same time, the mobile app installs on a device. And there's a lot of intricacies around how the mobile app installs and how it saves data to the device itself. So it's a two-pronged approach looking at how the mobile app talks to the outside world and how the mobile app looks after its own data and configuration on the device itself. So we look at both of these aspects and something called dynamic analysis, how the mobile application actually works when you run it. Okay, so let's let's maybe dive a bit deep into this. So you, you mentioned the two-pronged attack. Do you want to maybe take me through the, the first prong and how it communicates to the rest of the world and, and what are some of the common vulnerabilities and, and techniques that you would use to, to evaluate a mobile app? Sure. So what I'll do is I'll frame it with some of the common defense techniques and why they're out there and what happens if you don't use them. So one of the, you know, one of the sort of steadfast defensive techniques for mobile application is something known as certificate pinning. Uh, and with certificate pinning, you basically embed the certificate used for communication within the application source code. And this this makes penetration testing the app or hacking it really difficult because it's much, much harder to try and man in the middle the traffic. 
And, and man in the middling, the traffic is essential to pen test because that's what allows you to tamper with parameters and data and, and all the fun stuff in the traffic itself. So by implementing certificate, certificate pinning, you make it a lot harder to do that. But in the case of the application that we just looked at, there was no certificate pinning. So it was really easy for us to man in the middle of that traffic. And by my man in the middle of it, we're intercepting it, looking at it, and if need be, tampering with it before passing it on to the endpoint. So we had two really interesting findings in the current assessment, one of them being an OTP bypass, you know, in which case, you know, most applications these days, or, or certainly ones with financial implication, want to validate the phone number on which your on which the app is installed and in the current engagement we noted you know as we had man in the middle of this traffic that the otp was actually being sent to the device itself now, a user would never pick this up it wasn't displayed on the screen but within the traffic itself there was a field sent back to the device known as a secure code and by using that we could use any mobile number we wanted and validate the device which which was a serious finding for the client. So Rob, uh, on that OTP, explain it to me. Did you manipulate an SMS, or did were you just able to do it on the device itself? We were just so we we actually installed the app on a simulator, not even a real phone. Uh, we you know when registering the app, we gave it a phone number which was certainly not our phone number. The backend then sends the SMS, which we never received, but within the actual flow of messages, we noted that the OTP was sent to the phone through the communications, which it shouldn't have been. And so we were able to enter that as the OTP without receiving the actual SMS and, and validate the phone, which was not a phone. Is the logic behind that maybe to do some sort of OTP matching? In other words, you know, the phone receives the OTP and then you put it in via the SMS channel and then when they match that, that, that confirms it? Is, is that kind of the logic or...? That, that is the logic. The problem here was that this OTP was within messages being sent to the phone itself yeah. through SSL traffic, which, which should never have been the case. And had the certificate pinning been imp implemented in the first place, we wouldn't have picked that up. Wow. Okay. Okay, that, that's, uh, it sounds like a slight flaw. Uh, okay, uh, we've spoken about OTP. Uh, was there anything else that you found? There was. There was actually SQL injection, which you know is an old horror story usually associated with, with legacy and badly coded web applications. But in this case, and, and it, it really goes to clarify some myths that mobile applications and the backends that they access can most certainly be vulnerable to SQL injection. So it was, it was noted on the app, the way the app communicated with the backend. Once again, there was no pinning. So we could tamper with the traffic and through that, you know, we were able to find parameters that were vulnerable to SQL injection and with that do all sorts of uh, awful things according to the client, you know, download tables with sensitive user details and, and all sorts of horrible stuff. It's a misconception. SQL injection is out there very much alive in the world and even on your mobile apps, not just web applications. Okay. I mean, I suppose... The, the right way to think of it then is that, you know, a mobile app is just another channel to your back end. So whatever controls you have on the web web application side, you, you should be implementing on the mobile, I suppose. 
Exactly. Okay, so have we covered the, the first prong now? Was there anything else that you identified? I think that's the, the highlights of the, of the first prong. So before we move on to the second prong, can we, can we maybe summarize, um, you know, for, for those out there maybe that build web apps or, or test web apps, do you have like a, a high-level summary for everyone? So I won't go into too much detail. I mean, there's an enormous amount of information on OWASP, both for, for web applications and for mobile apps in terms of secure coding. But the high-level takeaway here is to remember that your mobile app accesses a backend just like a web application, and it's really important to ensure that the same principles are applied. And also, always incorporate the baseline fundamentals of mobile security. I mean, although it doesn't seem you know, like such a big deal, and in reality, it can be bypassed, but just implementing something like cert pinning Certificate pinning makes it much more difficult for an attacker to take those steps in order to mess with traffic and tamper with your application's flow. Okay, perfect. Thank you for that, that nice summary on the first prong. And your yeah, OWASP is obviously something that comes up often and, and is something that, that, that our listeners should be very familiar with by now. Okay, Rob, let's, let's talk about the second prong. Sure. So the second prong being the way the application stores data on the device itself. And this is a big one. So one of the first things we'll do when testing an application, an Android application, is to actually decompile it. Have a look at the source code. Have a look at how the application is written. This goes to another fundamental of mobile development is that you can obfuscate the source code. You can jumble it up and make it really difficult for someone who does decompile it to be able to read through it and see how the application works. And although it's not a perfect solution, just like certificate pinning is not perfect, it's another step you know, on the path to making the application more secure and more difficult to mess with. So this application, there was no source code obfuscation, just like there was no certificate pinning. And so reading through the source code and having a look at how the application works, it became quite apparent that the application used SQLite databases, which is very common in the mobile world and is essentially a, a miniature SQL database that lives inside a file. So not too complicated, quite useful, and, and widely, you know, widely used across the board. So we were fully aware of this, the SQLite file. And after installing the application and actually running through it and using it, we then connected to the device and had a look at how it's using the SQLite database. So we we had our suspicions based on what was read in the source code, but in order to validate it, you know, one must get onto the device, run through the workings of the application and see exactly how it's done. And first off, all the sensitive information, such as the usernames, the username itself, the password, the user's address, phone number, all these sensitive pieces of information, were stored in clear text in the SQLite database, which of course is not advisable. This is this is readable certainly if the phone is rooted, um, which is another step in the in the hardening process of having root detection, which this application did not to ensure that it can't be installed on a rooted device. It means that pretty much any app could then look for the SQLite database and read the data within it. Um, which would include usernames, passwords, sensitive user detail. So one really, really scary item in, in this database, 
you know, was those personal details, but that wasn't it. It was also noted that when running through the application and adding items to your cart and saving them for later, all of this was written to the SQLite database. So your, the list of all your items and their prices were stored there. And by tampering in the database itself, you could change the prices, open up the application again, and it wouldn't validate the cart with the back end. It would just trust whatever had been put into the shopping cart. Therefore, you could make purchases or next to nothing. This probably would get picked up down the line, but at what point was unclear. And whether or not you'd be able to, or how much you'd be able to spend and not get caught, also unclear. But the logic of the application purely trusted what was in, in this little database, which essentially was your shopping cart. Wow. Okay. That <laughs> sounds like you had quite a bit of fun on this one. <laughs> Um, oh, we did. We most definitely did. We've covered uh, the first prong and, and gone into some detail on the second prong. Have, have we covered all elements of, of mobile penetration testing? Certainly not. It is, it is an enormous subject with enormous amounts of intricacies, but I think we've covered what the fundamentals should be here, and that really the basic fundamentals is implement all the items you can along the road to security, even if you know, these might not be deal breakers, even if these aren't guarantees of keeping your app safe. Every little bit helps along the way. So keep bearing in mind things, you know, like SQL injection and problems with web applications. Bear that in mind when you code a mobile app and implement those steps. You know, obfuscate your source code, implement certificate pinning, implement root detection, implement that depth in defense. Every little step helps along the way. Sorry, one more that I thought yeah, I would have to add in here is, is make sure you encrypt any SQLite database or any clear text sensitive data stored on the phone itself. Okay. Robert, it sounds like, um, you know, a lot of these controls should be, you know, if they're implemented from the outset, uh, will be a lot easier to manage and, and, and to secure your, your mobile app uh, instead of trying to do it after the fact. Uh, is that correct? Most definitely, you know, including the stuff from the start will not only make it more secure, but it'll make your life a lot easier after your app gets tested and you now have to implement all these controls down the line. Yeah, it definitely sounds like some of these controls almost would require a, a somewhat of a rewrite uh, in order to, to mitigate um, the vulnerabilities. Rob, um, yeah, thank you for this first episode in our technical podcast series. If you guys enjoyed what you heard today and want to interact with Mobius Binary, please feel free to contact us at info at mobiusbinary.com or visit our website, www.mobiusbinary.com. Uh, our testers love to hear from you. They love to discuss technical subjects with you. Uh, so if you want to find out more, be in touch. Have a great day. Cheers. Bye.